Do you wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's corn farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. You can't have my cornbread, that's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth, that's for damn sure. Now fuck him, fuck this, because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Trey Frazier and Maestro Styles here in the house, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Live on the website, barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Don't forget, make sure y'all follow us on social media. We got the Facebook page. Also, we're on Twitter at barbershopspor2. And we got the Instagram going. It's at barbershopsportstalkpodcast. Uh, We're not... On Instagram Live just yet. I know I told some folks that we'd be doing that this week, but uh, we got to hold off for another week. So, um, you know, stay tuned for that in the coming weeks, hopefully. Maestro Styles is on the line. My brother, what's popping, man? Man. No, you know what? How I'm doing is not what's important right now, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. You know, I, I already told y'all how I felt about uh, Saturday night. Um, you know, I'm definitely, I mean, I definitely got some words for what happened in the game Saturday night. And really, for that matter, I got a lot to say about just the AFC games, period. Because there was another wild game in the AFC in the other bracket that was, you know, going on too. So I certainly got some words for both games. Uh, this was a far gone, a far gone conclusion. 
how it happened. Y'all got the floor mocked with y'all, and y'all just like, oh, all right, well, there's next year. And I'm not even saying that you don't have next year. I'm saying that y'all, that this, this, the way that y'all are being all convenient about this shit is irritating me, and I feel like y'all should be upset, and I feel like you should kind of lose the culture that I promote in raising and raising. Why? Why, why, why do you want to upset? Y'all were clearly the best team in the NFL this year. Clear. Best team don't always win it, man. You know. Shouldn't the best team win the Super Bowl? Huh? Shouldn't the best team, the best team in the NFL win the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Key word. They should. How many years? Well, let's do it this way. How many years? How many years will we have a clear since? And like I said, since it's been about since week eight, we've had a clear. There is, we are very clear, and, and, and the general consensus is that the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL. How many times where we've had a clear-cut, consensus best team in the NFL decided, and they don't win the Super Bowl? Um, it's happened a lot, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you're getting this. You're acting like this is the NBA, bro. This ain't the NBA. The last, what was the last clear-cut best team in the NFL that we had? Um, like, where was, where was the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers in 2015? Uh, yeah. They, they, I mean, granted, they did get to the Super Bowl, but they didn't win it. We thought that we all thought that the Carolina Panthers in 2015 was the clear-cut best team in the NFL? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and the, yeah, and they, and they weren't favored, and they weren't favored over the Broncos that year, if I remember correctly. No, no, no. I said that the Panthers were favored in the Super Bowl. Oh, they were favored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were favored in the Super Bowl. I don't think they were. I, 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 you know, I won't. But I don't feel like they were the best team in 2015, bro. Like clear cut. Like there is no, there is no, like nobody is respecting the argument from another person that's where uh, we're having an objective conversation in 2019 about who the best team in the NFL was. There's no, there's no real objective argument. Well, let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. There were there were folks out there saying that the Ravens definitely was the best team in the, in the AFC, particularly in the AFC, definitely um, in the league. We were number one in many people's eyes. Um, I, Just the AFC? Who was better than the NFC this year? What's that? I said nobody played better football than the Ravens in the NFL this year. No, I'm, I'm not saying that somebody played better football than the Ravens. I'm, I'm saying that there were there were people out there that Said that the Ravens were the best team in football, and I, and I, and I get that, and I and I agree with that. Um, there was also a consensus that um, people like the Saints, um, they liked uh, the Niners and what they were doing. People was like, look out for Kansas City down the stretch. Um, I don't I don't think anybody said that. Um, it was the Ravens and everybody else. Like, you know how, like, when the Patriots was going to all the Super Bowls and stuff, and every, everybody put the narrative out there that it's the Patriots and everybody else. 
No one said this year that it's the Ravens and everybody else. I, I, I never heard that narrative being, you know, put out there. I hear you. And, and I agree with nobody used that verbiage. Um, but I don't think there's anybody who had it. I don't think there's anybody with a, a, an objective opinion who said that the Ravens weren't the best team in the NFL. Like, clear-cut, the Ravens weren't the, the clear-cut. The Ravens were the best team in the NFL. And not only were they the best team in the NFL, but during the season, they played the tougher teams in the NFL and, and have come out with W. Absolutely. Like, convincing W. So, it's like, more to my point, like, they've seen, they beat the Patriots, they beat the Seahawks, they beat the Texans. I, um, I, I think they lost to the uh uh, the Chiefs early on, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. But, yep. Um, but but even then, that was like early on. It was like nobody this this hadn't happened yet. Right. So so let me ask you something. So what? So you? Uh, it sounds like you've talked to other Ravens fans, or you've had some kind of interaction with other Ravens fans. Let let me know what the consensus is from those other Ravens fans that you've been in interaction with. Everybody has this, oh, well, great season attitude, and I don't like it. Well, look, I mean, obviously. Let me be be very clear. Let me be very, very clear. Um, This wasn't a great season. This is not not the time to have a – this this wasn't the time to have a great season attitude for the Baltimore Ravens fan base or the team for for that matter. Mm -hmm. This was not the time to have a great – Oh, uh, you know, we we made strides because because when because when you really busting it down, y'all didn't make strides. Y'all had y'all first round out both years. Well, last year, last year is like all right. This year was a bad first round by first first uh, game out. Well, look. Well, well, look. If you, I mean, if you want me to throw chairs and you know, yeah. ransack and, and ransack my man cave, and you yeah. know, that's what I want. Uh, uh, it's not happening, bruh. I mean, now that doesn't mean that I'm happy that the team lost. Of course, I'm not happy that the team lost. I mean, hell, I paid two hundred and thirty-seven dollars no, per I'm, ticket. You Right. It's, it sounds like um, it sounds like I'm talking to fellow Knicks fans that were upset that they didn't get KD and Kyrie. It, but this is what this sounds like right now. Well, I wasn't um, upset, was upset about it. Well, I was upset. I was disappointed in that job to pull it off. Let's be clear. Sure, yeah. and 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 I and I still feel the same way. And and I and I'll, I'll talk about that a little later in the show. But getting back to the Ravens, yeah. Am I am I happy they lost? No, I'm not happy they lost. And like I said. I, I paid two hundred and thirty dollars per ticket on eBay. 
I, you know, you, you mentioned something about the jersey, which, you know, I was getting the jersey regardless of if I was going to the game or not. Um, it was, it was. Come on, I, and I'm not saying you're lying, but come on now. You bought it and you broke it out for this event. That means something. That's not, I, that's not, well, that's of, well, that's of, of course, of course. But if even if even if I didn't go to this game, I was still gonna get the jersey. Yeah, and that's not. And let's and let's be clear about something. I bought the jersey, mind you. At the time I bought the jersey, I wasn't even thinking about going to the game. I thought about it maybe a couple weeks after, and I said, "Huh, let me look on eBay. Let me see if there's some auctions going on." And bam, there's about 80 auctions worth of tickets, and I said, let me get in on the action. So, and then, hold on, and, and I, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but of course I do. And then you, when you have the jersey, so are you, uh, let me ask you this. You bought the jersey before or after? Before I bought the tickets. Okay, so then when you got the ticket, not only did you have it, you saved it. You could have worn that any day. There's an emotional attachment. Um, yeah, I, you're right. You're you're right in the sense that I could have worn it before that, but I didn't. <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> there is an emotional response that I feel you specifically should have based on the fact that you had the jersey first. Uh, no, there really, there really isn't. It, I mean, I, I know what you're trying to do, but there really isn't an emotional attachment to the jersey. I bought, I, but that's my problem with you Ravens fans. There should be. There should be some there should that's just your personal story that I'm that I'm that I'm critiquing. I'm saying that you y'all should be throwing tables and chairs because this was a opportunity where y'all should have been winning a Super Bowl. Sure, sure, but I, I guess for I guess now, I mean look, it's it's been three days. So obviously you know, it's it's kind of wore off on me. I mean, obviously, when I'm I'm sitting there live in my seat and watching what's happening, yeah, I'm not happy. I'm like Greg Roman, what the hell are you doing? You know, Ravens, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, of course, I'm not happy with what happened and the result. But at the end of the day, it's not like this team is gonna be broken up. It's not like Lamar Jackson is still. It's not like Lamar Jack. Hold on a minute. It's not like Lamar Jackson is not going to come back and be better for this situation. It's not like this team is going to change. You know, uh, uh, do a 360. I mean, is it a guarantee? No. But if someone asks me, is the future bright? I would say, yeah, the future future is bright. This isn't 2012, where you know they broke the team up and the leadership left. This this isn't. You know, 2000, where, you know, they got rid of the quarterback and, you know, they let some other, you know, guys go. This team is, this is a, this is a young team, man. It's not like, oh, my God, you know, like, look, listen, listen, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me be clear. About, let me be clear about something here. Um, Greg Roman, like I, like I told most people, Greg Roman threw this football game. Um... That that was my feeling, my initial feeling, you know, sitting in the stadium watching what was happening. Um, Hold on, but let me just ask you a question. Sure. How do you define throwing? When you say throw the game, you mean he made some bad decisions and, you know, he should be, you know, or do you mean he threw the game, like he planned the game with the intention to lose? 
I don't know if the intention was to lose, but certainly the intention was to do something that they haven't been doing all season, and that's make Lamar Jackson throw 59, 60 times in a football game in a game that was, uh, you know, a 14-6 ball game for about, you know, two and a half to three quarters. Now, was Lamar Jackson off on his throws? Was he inaccurate? Did he, you know, make mistakes? He turned the football over. He he fumbled. He threw, a, you know, he threw outside the numbers, which he's not very good at right now. But I, I, I can I can almost be positive enough to where I think that's something he's going to work on in the offseason. But for the most part, this game falls in the hands of Greg Roman because he went away from what was working for 16 games of the season. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you. So, so if my frustration is with anybody, if my frustration is with anybody, it's with Greg Roman. I'm, y'all handle it too calmly. And I feel like, and I don't like it. Let me just say this. Let me just say you don't. This. You don't have to like it, bro. <laughs> I'm expressing my feelings on my platform that we share, sir. Sure. I don't like the way that y'all family niggas is acting like, like, oh, it's okay when y'all were clearly the best team. In like, how many, like, and, 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 and let's be very clear. So, in 2010, when the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers went to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I was upset that we lost, but we clearly weren't the best team in the NFL. We just weren't. And there's no nothing about that. We just weren't the best team in the NFL. Okay. I guess so I guess there's a difference between being upset and actually like displaying your frustration for it. And not that I remember how you displayed your frustration back then, but I, I, I knew a, I knew a lot of you was upset that you lost to the Packers that year. Um I don't I don't remember how you displayed that per se. Yeah, I, I was upset, but I wasn't throwing. But but it wasn't throwing chairs upset. I know they were the better team. I knew that going in. I was in my head, man. I hope. I mean, let's be honest. If I'm if I'm being if I'm being trans transparent, in 2010, I was hoping, man. I hope we can beat the Packers because the Packers are a good ass team. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when we didn't, I was upset because I feel like we could have beat them had we made, a, uh, you know. A couple of few of mistakes. Right. But at the end of the day, um, I knew the Packers were the better team. If I, if there ever was a, I mean, even when we go back to the um, 2004, we, I mean, we won it, so I was fine. Yep. But, yep. Um, um, we weren't the best team that year in 2004. Now we may have had the better defense, but we weren't the best team that in 2004. Now I, was that the uh, was that the 15 and one season? No, that was the year before where we went 15 and one, and then that next year we went like. Uh, 2004? Was, you mean? Or you mean 2005? The Super Bowl yeah, year. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 2005. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. So, um, 2000, yeah, 2004 when we went 15 and one. I'm sorry, 2005 when we won the Super Bowl from Frank Oh, gotcha. I don't, I don't think we were the best team that year, but that's not really to my point because we won. I'm talking about. When you are clearly the best team in the NFL and you don't finish it all, your fan base should be upset. And I'm sure they and, and I'm sure they are. 
I'm sure I'm sure they're upset. I'm just I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to I'm just trying to paint a picture for why you or what you're seeing from other fans that's making you think that they're just okay with it. That I'm okay with it? Yeah. I know, but I never said I was okay with them losing. I just I just said I just said I'm over it. I don't see how you're over it. It's only Tuesday. It happened Saturday. Yeah, it's three days ago, bro. Three days uh, can be a long time. I mean. Well, look, look, look. I, I work in an office full of Ravens fans. So, obviously, I come in Monday morning and, you know, folks are frustrated with what happened on Saturday, and rightfully so. I was frustrated as well. We talked about what happened in the game. We talked about whose fault it was. We talked about how how the hell we lose to a 9-7 football team. Now, granted, this 9-7 football team is hot. But still, they were nine and seven football team. We we talked about all that stuff. What's up? Okay, whatever. But but but. Come on now, don't don't just don't just poo poo that now. That that that's important to say. No, no, I I, I hear you, but I'm, I'm I'm just not trying to debate that right now. I mean, the the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry, they came in. A hot football team, and let's not act like that deep. And let's not act like that defense hasn't played a big part in that. Also, it's for me, it's Derrick Henry in that defense. If you ask me, with Derrick Henry being the with Derrick Henry being number one, that defense being number two. Don't have that kind of defense, but yet again, but yet again, they've been pulling off. They've been pulling off wins ever since they clinched a spot in the playoffs week seventeen. I mean, yeah, against the Patriots, who all sense was trash, and against the Ravens. Sure, and 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 quite frankly, they weren't even favored against the Patriots. Niggas were still picking the Patriots to win. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's because they're the Patriots, though, and that's because nobody's expecting. And let Derrick Henry run roughshod over over them, and, and I get it. He's done it three weeks in a row against the Texans, who also have a suspect running defense, the Patriots, who have a suspect running defense, and I don't care what the stats say, anybody who watched the Patriots can see that. And then the Ravens, who I don't think have a, I wouldn't call this uh, their defense suspect, but they certainly can be ran on. But this, this. Will we know? Will we know what's happening? Yeah, listen, I listen. I don't know. I don't know what you're. Again, I'm not happy with them losing. Who, 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 what, who, what person in their right mind would say that they're happy with them losing? I feel like y'all treat this as just another loss, and it's more in the way I saw. How? Like, give me an example. Like, get like, like, give me an example. Like, it's like it's as if it's it's as if it's not enough for someone to say. I'm frustrated with this team losing. I'm not happy that they lost this way. I think I heard you way more. You were way more upset when they lost to the Browns earlier this year than it seemed. Then it sounds you're upset about how they lost to the Titans in the playoffs. 
Well, it's the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I understand you're, you're comparing regular season to postseason. I, I totally understand that. I'm, I'm comparing the franchise to the franchise. I mean, if you ask me, I think Tennessee is a little more, you know, a little more stable than the Browns are or have they been, or the way they've been in the last few years. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get how you can be more upset about the Browns and the and, and Browns and the regular season than the Titans. And, and I get it. I won't keep beating the dead horse because obviously you're not upset. I just want to. No, 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 no. See, I, I, I think this is where you're, you're, you're getting this wrong. No, 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 no. no. Okay, well, let me, let me retract my words so that I understand that you are upset or you have been upset. If my team, if if I were a Ravens fan right now. Yep. And that's going to the 9-7 Tennessee Titans where we knew exactly what they were going to do when they came into this football game, exactly what they were going to do. They did it gallantly <laughs> as if nobody knew what they were going to do. I still be pissed today on Tuesday when it was time for me to talk about it on my platform. And again, I, and, and, again I, and, and as I stated earlier, uh, if, if there's somebody that I'm pissed at more about the loss than anything – it's Greg Roman because all Greg Roman had to do was call the game plan the way he's been calling it for 16 games during the regular season. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. Well, then I'm pissed at more people than Greg Roman because John Harbaugh's a coach. At what point do you say, hey, bro, this shit ain't working? That's fair. And, and, I, and, I, and you know I've had my beefs with Harbaugh about that for years. So, and, then, and then if we're going to keep on spreading blame because this can go further. And the last person I'm going to blame is Lamar Jackson because he balled. Let's be very clear. Lamar Jackson, in the midst of his mistake, still balled. Yep. But the next level of blame is going to uh, uh, Martindale. We know they're going to run the ball. How was this, how was this happening consistently at that clip per uh, run and no adjustments are made? Nothing happened differently from first from the from the. Uh, kick off triple yeah, listen, listen, man, I, and and I hear you. If you, if you're talking about the order of blame, I I, I get you. At the end of the day, man, you you, you, you can't overcome five turnovers, man. A, a fumble, two interceptions, and fourth downs. Which, by the way, and and you know, let me. I'll talk about the fourth downs for a second here. We've gone eight for eight on fourth and short throughout the season. I think we've also went like um, something crazy, like we we converted like seventy five percent of uh, fourth down conversions throughout the regular season, and so all of a sudden you get into these playoffs and it's fourth and short, and the play calls that you called on, on those conversions, it was it was garbage. The play calls were garbage, man. I mean. Lamar Jackson bounced off of he basically bounced off of, of the back of his um the back of his lineman and tried to do something slick and they and you know he got he got caught in the backfield. Um here's another thing I'm frustrated about. Why not give Gus Edwards more opportunities to run the football? And and you know, this is all you know, going back to Mark Ingram being not 100% in this game. Because we, we all knew he got hurt in the Cleveland game. He he sat out week 17. 
He was getting a little bit better, but he wasn't 100%. The first couple, you know, plays he went out there, he tried to do some stuff, and then he went to the bench, and then he got an ice pack for his calf. And at that point, I just knew, okay, Ingram, you know, Ingram's pretty much not going to, you know, do as much in his football game. So it's Gus Edwards' time. And look at the stats. Three carries for 20-something yards. And and it's not like he wasn't going to shred these guys. Gus Edwards had like a 12-yard a, a run in one play. And then they take him off the field. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's stuff that I'm frustrated about with this game. For certain, there's, there's no, there's no, after I got me a scene, your one tweet on Facebook post that Derek Roman threw the game, and that's it. I feel like y'all missed out on a major opportunity here, and I'm not sad. A major opportunity for what? To go to the Super Bowl? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because, listen... Because, listen, we're, we're not guaranteed to go 14-2 and two again. We're not guaranteed the number one seed. Do I think we'll be good? Do I think we'll get back in the playoffs? Yeah. Um, but 14-2 and two with a number one seed on the line and uh, a home playoff game and a title game, that, you know, to blow that opportunity? Yeah. It's, 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 it's frustrating, man. And let me add to, to, to that. Against a team where you knew exactly what they were going to do, and they did it all down your throat at home. Yeah, but I feel like, and 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 I, and I think you're right in the sense that you put the pecking order of people to blame, and Martindale is sort of at the bottom of that list. Roman calls. So Martin Jackson at the bottom of the list. Martindale is high on the list. Your front seven is high on that list. The fact that they turn Earl Thomas into a lead blocker on a play is high on that list. Right. Well. Well. Well, Martindale is on the bottom half of that list, I would say. Um, Greg Roman calls his game. I don't think the defense is put in those situations, if you ask me. I don't, I don't think we turn the ball over as much. I, I, I think we convert those fourth downs. I think we keep those drives alive. And I think we score. And the defense is not even put in that situation, if you ask me. But no, he had to. He had to say, you know what? We're gonna let Lamar throw it all over the lot. That's gonna be the game plan. We're gonna give Gus Edwards three carries. We're gonna run the ball just 19 times throughout the game. Um, in a one-score game, we're gonna just, you know, we're just gonna throw it. We're gonna throw it on first down. We're not even gonna, you know, do the play action. We're not even gonna, you know, do the option. It's like. Like, come on. Like, with Greg Roman, this he's, he's public enemy number one. There's no question in my mind he's public enemy number one. Hey, man. Well, I'm, I, I get to put a, a close on the situation. I, I know I guess at some point we're going to have to recap. I, I wasn't really expecting to go into a recap. I just wanted to focus on the fact that nobody seems to be angry. Well, look, we might as well go into it, man. I mean, you're already... No, no, I, I, I really didn't. I really didn't.
And and like I said, no, and this is my argument, and you, you just disagree with my argument. There has never been a clear-cut better team mm-hmm. than everybody in the league than right now. Like, even when we talk about Patriots teams, I don't, I don't think we've ever looked at a Patriots roster and been like, yo, this team is notches above everybody else. Now, of course, the Tom brady Belichick dynamic um, definitely, you know, puts a little distance between teams. But I think when we talk about Belichick and Brady, we talk about more it's because of the dynasty that they are that we're talking about this team on paper. If you play, I, I think every team goes into the, I think most teams, let me say, go to playing the Patriots and think we have a shot and then just realize, damn, they just get reminded, like, damn, this team is just better coached than we are. And now it's starting to catch up with the fact that now they don't have the players and coaching don't mean as much no more because they just don't have players to execute this year. So I think that's what the major difference is. The Ravens have the perfect, this year, had the perfect mixture of talent and coaching this year where I don't think nobody should have stopped them this year. And, I, you know, and, and you know, if, if anybody's paying attention to me since week eight, that's what I've been championing to the, you know, much to my dismay that, damn, the Ravens, I'm about to have to deal with the Ravens winning a fucking Super Bowl, and we haven't been to or won a Super Bowl since 2008. So that's two bowls y'all got over us since the last time we won one. Well, right. Well, well, well. Look, um, I partly agree. I partly disagree. Um, in, in in regards to the Patriots, when we talk about the dynasty, when we talk about um, the mystique of the Patriots, I think you're right in the sense that when we say the Patriots are head and shoulders above everybody else, it's really we're talking about Brady and Belichick, and not so much the roster. Um, I disagree in a sense that, um, despite that, folks have still said it's the Patriots and it's everybody else, meaning it's the coaches, the quarterback, plus they're the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. If you take one of those dynamics out, either coach or quarterback, nobody says that anymore. Well, not not anymore because of what the Patriots. No, 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 said. no. I'm talking about back then. If you took one of those dynamics away, coach or quarterback, right. like for instance, when Brady was out for a year, right? That dynamic is gone. Nobody thinks the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl without both of those components being involved. Sure, but that doesn't mean that they're not heading. That doesn't mean that folks weren't saying that they were head and shoulders above everybody else in the AFC and, in most cases, the NFL. That doesn't mean that people weren't saying that they were the clear-cut favorites, you know, to, to go to the Super Bowl. Right. That's what people were saying. And I'm not disagreeing. What I'm also saying, though, is that every good team that plays the Patriots goes in there thinking – we have a shot to beat them because we have a better roster. They just end up being wrong because of the uh, quarterback-coach dynamic. No, I hear you. I hear you, man. But, but again, and I'm going to try to put this. might just come up next time trying to put a button on the conversation. Uh, good. These motherfuckers didn't win the Super Bowl. 
and we still made the playoffs, and y'all was on the couch. All right. Well, hey, we we made the playoffs, man. Y'all was at home from the jump, so no at, le- at least at least I could at least I could hold my head on that. I'll I'll hang my head on that. That we made the, that we made the playoffs and that the Pittsburgh Steelers, with the season on the line in Week 17, even lost to our backups in Week 17. I can hang my head on that. That's because our whole team is backup. So yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, if that if that. I don't know if your whole I don't know if your whole team's backups, but I, I guess the key positions there were backups. Okay, okay. The quarterback. Okay. Beat Doug Hodges. No, RG3 beat Duck Hodges. <laughs> yeah. RG3, who hasn't played all year except for mop up duty. We know who's the better quarterback. Come on. Like, what are we talking about right now? Like, what are we talking about? Is it that, is it that clear cut to you? That RG3 is better than Doug Hodges? Yes. That's clear cut. It's clear cut? Really? Wow, what are we basing that off of? Um, RG3 has a playing career. Okay, so we're basing it off of the past, then. When have we ever seen Duck Hodges be good? We've seen him have a game where he didn't fuck a game up. Duck Hodges has been good all year. Right, and we've seen RG3 in mop-up duty, and he hasn't been all that great. Now, granted, he doesn't take the reps, but, I mean, even in the, even in the game... Week 17, I didn't think he was all that great. I just thought he just did enough to not mess the game up. What's up? He was miles better than Doug Hodges. He was miles better than him on that day, for certain. But, um, hey, man, let me, uh, I just want to shout out the chat real quick, man. Uh, we got RC in the building. We got Mocha Bella. Uh, also had fame up at Prospect up in here as well. Um, I, I just want to read just a couple comments. Um, RC had a, a comment in the chat here. He says, hell, I'm frustrated with my team, especially with my overrated and overpaid quarterback. I don't like that. Never did like that. And, and I can't wait until we part ways with that quarterback. Um, obviously, you know, RC is a Minnesota Vikings fan, so he's not happy with. Well, he says he's, he's frustrated with the team, not. He didn't necessarily say he was frustrated with them losing to the Niners. So, well, um, and and you know, I guess we'll save that for when we get to that game. But, yep, yep. Uh, I, I I say this: um, that running game didn't do well. If that running game doesn't do well, don't expect Kirk Cousins to do well. One hundred percent agree, man. And he also had one more comment here. He says. I've seen a 15-1 Green Bay Packers team lose in their first playoff game versus the New York Giants. It happens. So that's probably the best comparable to what happened to us. When was that? Oh, 2011. That was the year fresh off their Super Bowl win. Yeah. Yeah, they should have been pissed about that too, though. Yeah, and, 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 and I guess that's the question where Packers fans pissed because I, I don't recall, you know... Packer fan, said it again. I said I'm not gonna. I don't call either because I and, and, and let's be clear. I know maybe two Packer fans in my life. Right. Um, I, I, no, but that's yeah. I feel like they, I feel like this is fourteen to two, fifteen to one. Um, I don't. And again, and, and I'm not necessarily. And, and let's be very clear. I'm not necessarily basing it off of the record. 
I'm thinking on watching them play every game, and this team looks like the clear-cut better team. Right, and so better than every other team. Right, and so that year that the Packers went 15 and one, they were the clear better team. No, 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 no. They were picked to go to the Super Bowl. They were picked to repeat. I remember. I remember that year. Rodgers had like this. Wasn't he like the MVP that year? Rodgers was the MVP that year. They would have cleared. You said 45 touchdowns, six interceptions? I believe that was that year. Okay, yeah. That, yeah, that was his MVP year. They were the clear-cut favorites to go back and repeat in the Super Bowl. And what happened? A New York Giants... And and by the way, uh, nine and seven. Let's be clear. That Giants team was nine and seven, went into Green Bay and knocked them out. So that's why I say this is sort of more of a comparable to what happened to us. We were fourteen and two, the best team in the league, got knocked out by a nine-win football team. But even but even you but even if even if that be the case, and I'm just going to rock with it because I don't remember, that was what nine years ago. About nine years ago, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... that's What's the point? That's really still more to my point that normally when you're the clear-cut best team, you expect to go to the Super Bowl, and if you don't, then you are... Then fans should be disappointed, and they shouldn't just be like, oh, well, next season. Yeah, that, that... Yeah, but just for the record, that really wasn't my attitude, like my immediate attitude. I, I was really upset with what was happening in the stadium. Let's remember, I'm at the stadium. I'm not watching this from my couch. I'm in the stadium watching this happen. So, yeah, I'm frustrated. And Monday morning, walking into an office full of Ravens fans, hell yeah, we're frustrated. We're going to talk about it. So I'm just coming on here tonight, you know, because quite frankly, I ain't trying to, you know, make too much noise up in here. You know, my my walls in this house is mad hollow. The kids trying to sleep. I'm probably, you know, too loud as I, as we speak. But, you know, that's that's either here nor there, man. Um, the Ravens, they, they blew it. Um, Greg Roman is number one on the list. Um, I, I really, at, at this point, I, I've kind of expressed pretty much all my frustration with this football team from Saturday. And they blew it. Can I just ask one question? We put in office 15 minutes ago. Um, sure. Who got who, who got the who got who got the the, the frustration brand? Who got it? who got the frust like who oh got your, who got your frustration rant? Who got my frustration rant? Okay, like yeah. who who did I who did I vent to? Yeah. Um, my uncle. Okay. The next day. Okay. The next day, cause um. I'm gonna call your uncle. I'm gonna call your uncle then, cause I wanna know what you said. <laughs> It's that important to you, huh? It is. It's, it's, I don't feel like, and, it, and it's not, and it, let me be clear, it's not just you, I'm just talking to you. <laughs> I feel like that for every, every Ravens fan that I've had, uh, and I've had, I haven't had an extensive conversation to this point, but every conversation I've had, it's been like, yeah, man, that shit was crazy, man. How, how did that happen? Uh-huh. Oh, man. You know, and it was kind of like, man, yeah, well, we gone. Uh, um, so I, you, you holler at Chips? Um, no, I, I don't be on Twitter like that, so, no, I didn't think he talked to Chiz. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I, I really wasn't, um, I mean, I, I kind of was following him throughout the game, but I really wasn't into it because I was trying to watch what was going on in the game. 
I'm gonna tweet him and ask him how he felt though. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, I think he'll tell you the same that he was frustrated with the loss, but he might just say, "Look, it's you know," and and that and it might have something to do with the fact that he he works for a media outlet that covers a team, so maybe he's not as like. You know, three you know three days, and you know, hey, it's 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 done. What happened? What happened? It was frustrating. It's time to get to work. Let's you know next season. You know, let's focus on next season. Maybe that's his attitude. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know, man. Um. Again, I'm I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna turn tables and you know bust you know what's the I. I What's the Eagle fan name? I, I can't think of the guy's name, but there's an Eagle fan that um, that's always on Twitter. He's either always on Twitter or he's always, like, on a video, and he's always, like, cussing out the TV or, or doing something, like, like crazy like that. Like, nah, man. Like, I, I, like, I know about Country Wayne for the Cowboys, but I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Country Wayne? Somebody like that for every NFL team, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know, I, I don't know if this guy's popular, but there's this guy called Pittsburgh Dad who does it for the Steelers. I don't know if he's popular or not. And okay. Honest, I don't really watch him because right. I don't think he's, I don't, I don't feel like I'm gonna relate to him. Right. Um, right, right. Uh, but, but, um, but we should have that. We should have. We need that representation for each NFL team on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and and I'm sure there is for every team. I I just no, I just don't feel like. Researching. They need to be as popular as they need to be as popular as their country Wayne though. Yeah, country, but does but doesn't country Wayne? Isn't he also a comedian though too? Right, I was going to say that. But but even but even if, if, if even if it's not country, like for instance, um, there's this Instagram cat uh, named David Ruffin. He's like I don't know how he's more of a local. You know, I don't know that people know him on a national level. Right. But um. Because he does DC, like he does DC type of topics, but um, but every every week when they win, every week when they lose, that we need that representation. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, no, I hear you, and 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 I guess my point to that is is that I'm sure that they, every team has that one fan that maybe goes, maybe not so much goes viral, but maybe has a platform that you know can express their frustration. And sort of in the same way that, and I never, and I never seen Country Wayne react, you know, this way to the Cowboys, but maybe you know react to that level per se. Mm-hmm. So, but man, um, speaking of breaking news, man, um, I, I guess we could get into some of these retirements, man, because uh, RC just broke something in the chat that uh, Luke. Yeah, yeah, Luke Keekley, uh retired. So and and I wish I had his stats up, but um, you know I don't. So. That's fine. That's fine. I don't have to, but um, I'm just not gonna, you know, go searching for it right now since it's breaking news. Well, but. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna search for it because I mean, look. Um, I can. I, I feel like I can accurately bust down his career, uh, without knowing the stats. <laughs> um. He, he was one of the better uh, middle linebackers in the game. Right. Um, he'll be a Hall of Fame. He had a first guy to Hall of Fame. But he'll be a Hall of Fame after a while because he's that, that white middle linebacker that, that's been consistent and, and been productive for... Uh, How many years he's been in the league? Ah, uh, 
Right, depending on how many years he's been in. Twenty-eight years old. He's not old, so. Yeah, so that kind of tells me you're probably looking at maybe an eight-year career, maybe possibly. Yeah. That that, that I mean that's kind of what you you're looking at here. Um. Okay. seven times, um, three times first, no, five times first team All-Pro, and I think the All-Pros is really where you kind of, you know, break, you know, make a break whether a guy's a Hall of Famer or not, and despite the fact that he's only played eight years, he's accumulated enough um, accolades to warrant himself a gold jacket. Now, I agree with you. I believe that he'll wait. I don't think he'll get in on the first ballot, but um, eventually, somewhere down the line, depending on who he's going up against, he'll he'll eventually get there. Yeah, like, like, we, like we, we've seen this guy before, and I, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, because for certainly congratulations on a on a good career. Um, but but we've seen, and, and I won't even say good. I'll say if he's first time all pro five out of eight years, that's great. Time Pro Bowler too, so yeah. you know. talk about Antonio Gates' career also, man. Uh, 116 receiving touchdowns, uh, 955 receptions. Oh, the stats is up, homie. The stats is up, my, my, my nigga. Like, you know, and again, I, I don't want to be like I'm disrespecting Luke Keekly, but you know what I'm saying? Antonio Gates been here for a minute. Like, this is a dude. Well, not just that, but not just that. Antonio Gates is an offensive player, so of course he's going to have more stats than Luke Keekley, who's a defensive player. Well, that, that's not necessarily where I'm going because, um, so, I mean, like, when Ed Reed retired, that's somebody who stats you look up. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was, Luke, let me say it like this. Luke Keekley was not a transcendent football player. Different positions. Different football player. Yeah. Antonio Gates is leaning more towards, Antonio Gates is one, was one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. Yeah. Period. Yeah. No question. Um, eight times in the Pro Bowl, five times All Pro, um, eleven thousand eight hundred forty-one receiving yards. Um, the dude is the dude on skates is going to the Hall of Fame, and he should and he should be in on the first ballot. I, I heard somebody on the radio today say 
I'm not sure if he gets in on the first ballot. Well, the hell you not. The hell he is. He's getting in on the first ballot. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Right. If they, like if like if there's like this one like glaring thing about Antonio Gates is that he's never been to a Super Bowl. That's it. Yeah. But he's so, in that he's in that he's in that tree of tight ends that you know, that whole when when the whole uh basketball basketball player tight ends was popping. The like Tony that. Gonzalez, the Jimmy yeah, Grams. Yeah, he's that. The pioneer of that brand of tight end that people talk about. So he's a trans like that's not an argument. Yep, yep. Um, Shout out to Antonio Gates. Yeah. Word up, word up, man. Um, hey, can we talk about another Antonio while we're on the subject of Antonio's man? Sure. <laughs> uh, your man's wildin', man. Uh, he ain't on my table. <laughs> Your man's man, he he wildin', man. What's 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 going on, man? What's what's going on with this dude? What do you do? What do you do now? All right, so, um, so I saw this on Twitter the other day. I mean, matter of fact, it was it was yesterday. So, um, he goes on Instagram live, right? And he's outside with his kids and his ex, and um, I guess his ex came over to go get something of his or whatever. And Antonio Brown basically was trying to say that his ex was trying to steal one of his Bentley cars, right? So, so the cops was called. And I don't remember who called the cops on who or not. But the cops was called. And the cops show up, right? And um, they go talk to his ex about, you know, whatever. And Antonio Brown is just basically, like, from his door with the Instagram live feed going, like, yo, like, y'all pigs, yo, y'all pigs need to get up up out of here. You know, I don't know what y'all doing. Like, basically just, like, you know, like, going at the cops. Like, 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 like my nigga, like, you realize, you realize you're in America, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, like these cops don't care whether you with your kids or your ex or your wife or whatever, man. Them niggas will, you know, hem you up real quick, whatever. Um, and then there was some other, like, some other situation where he had, like, um, a bag of gummy bears, but it wasn't gummy bears. It was more like, um, it, it, was, it was bachelorette party gummy bears shaped in, shaped in a side, shaped like dicks or something like that. And he threw the gummies... At his wife, at his uh, ex, all all while she was all while she was talking to the cops. But, but hold on, why the nigga had gummy bears in his home? I have no idea. That's the that's the same thing I was thinking. That's the same thing I was thinking. Antonio Brown, it, there's something, something ain't right with Antonio Brown. Did you see his music video? Uh, I saw the link. I did. I bothered to not watch it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, what, what, what was it? What was it like? I didn't watch it. Either. I didn't watch it. I mean, okay. I mean, the video looked lit, but I ain't watch it. Though. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking to myself. Like, oh, that video looked like it's popping, but I really don't want to watch it. I mean, I mean, let's be clear. I'm, I, I'm. 
Look, I'm I'm all Pittsburgh or ex Pittsburgh fill it out as far as them rapping. I'm all I'm, I'm all done with that. Oh, Le'Veon and uh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 done, I'm done with Pittsburgh. Ex Pittsburgh fill it in the career. Well, was Antonio Brown rapping? I guess that's the question too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, have you have you heard the song? No, but okay. Like you said, no, no, you didn't no, watch the video. I'm definitely judging the book by cover. I, I, I'm definitely judging the book by cover on this one. Oh, you, you and I both. And like I said, I saw the link, but I just bothered to not be interested. So. But I take it back. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I take it back. Let me, let me know how it turned out. I will. I'm going to send you the link, man. <laughs> What's up? I'm going to send you the link again. I'm going to send you the YouTube link. Oh, okay. Oh, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's still on Twitter. Um, no, I'm sure it's on YouTube. It's a music video. Right. I'm going to send you the video. Okay. I'm going to text it to you. Oh, okay. All right. You do this as a family. All right. Um, so, ha- have you heard about what's been going on with the Houston Astros? Um, I heard basically what's been going on with the Astros. But before we get to another deep conversation, I need to get this out of my system. It's not deep. It's not it, but I, I know it's going to require a whole bunch of coverage. Right. Um, but I posted it on on Instagram earlier today about the new WNBA. Uh, yes, yes. CBA. Yes, sir. And the fact that they are going to be uh, getting, I believe the minimum is now, no, no, no. I heard, I saw 500K. Okay, so this is the numbers that I saw. Um, Compared to the last CBA, which the players, I think, on average were making about $117,000 thousand dollars per season so that number is bumped up to about two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars um i think i think also the salary cap per se went up from about nine hundred and seventy thousand dollars to like one point three one point four million dollars now um so there's definitely improvement um, and, and I don't have a problem with anybody arguing that it's still not enough, but... Yeah, no, but we're going to celebrate the... I'm going to celebrate the win by the second. Yeah, me too. Now, me too. celebrate the win by the second. And, and get this, they get their own hotel room now. Every player gets their own hotel room. Now, I didn't know that part about it. Yeah, so, they, so they weren't getting their own rooms? Is that right? They weren't getting their own hotel rooms. They weren't paid for maternity leave when they were pregnant. So when they were pregnant, they were just uh, okay. And now they're, now they're going to pay the maternity leave. Yeah. Um, which I, I can't imagine why they just thought of that. Yep. But, <laughs> yep. but yep. maybe they did think of it and feel like, and feel like, hey, nah, if y'all ain't playing, y'all ain't playing. Like, this is crazy. But yeah. Um, but there you go. But uh, definitely, uh, definitely round of applause for those ladies and women who deserve to be treated as equals and, 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 and but it, it, it's not because this is not necessarily them getting treated as equal because it, it, it's small steps and let's be clear NBA is making the money which is why it can be that way but to pay if I can go to a four year get an a, a associate degree 
three and make as much as the top NWNBA player in the league, I yep. think that's a problem. Yep. That's a problem. I, I don't I don't agree with that. Right. Um, that's that is like that that that's crazy to me. Um and the fact that they share rooms with other people <laughs> when they gotta go out night after night and play basketball right. and they can't even sleep in their own damn room and they own bed. That's crazy. Like that's crazy to me. And it's not like it's not like the WNBA is new. The WNBA has been here for a little while now. I mean, uh, I'd say more than a little while. It's been here almost 25 years. I remember. I remember the inaugural season because I went to a Liberty game in '97. So yeah, but in the grand scheme of leagues, this is a you know this is this is not it's not brand new in the grand scheme of leagues. You know what I'm saying? So it, I mean, it's not like it's not old and dirty either. You know what I'm saying? No, sure, in, sure. In the scheme of leagues and what we deem to be successful leagues, this is. Um, 25 years is now like the second milestone if the first one being 10. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, nonetheless, a very successful league and that's made, you know, some leaps and bounds over the years, nonetheless. And they, they certainly made Maestro, just to add to that, since we're on the topic of the WNBA, just real quickly, I had a conversation with my uncle on Sunday about this, and he was telling me about how um, he went to the Mystics game. Um, it was it was in the season; it wasn't the playoffs, but he went to a he went to a regular season Mystics game at that new place in Anacostia. Right, and we were talking about how the league will probably be better if all the teams actually got their own facilities instead of playing at, you know, the NBA's, you know, kind of like how the Mystics used to play at the Wizards Arena. And when you watch them on TV, they'd have to, you know, cover up the upper bowl of seats and all that just to make it look like a little more intimate. Now that they built, you know, some of these, you know, smaller venues for these teams, that it makes it look more, you know, more legit, like, you know, this is a ten, what, an 8,000, 10,000-seat arena. You know, it's their own facility. I think if all the teams in the league did that, I think that'll be a much big improvement also, just in the sense of how it looks on TV and in the sense that they could they could recoup that money themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, good point. so they're making some good, you know, they're making some strides, man. You still there? Yeah. Let me know about the Astros. All right, so check this out, right? And you, it, and, and, and how angry are you? Because I heard they, I was listening to uh, first take this morning, and Max Kellerman brought up an interesting point about the Yankees and reference to this whole thing. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you let me know about that because I didn't see that episode. But let me just hit you with. What's that? I know what you're thinking that I'm thinking too. And I, and I've kind of had that same thought too, but just to kind of recap what's been going on with the Astros. So weeks ago, I don't know, a month or two months ago, you know, the guy used to work for the Astros, um, in the front office, they let him go. And he leaked out some information about how the Astros were cheating, 
um, by, you know, stealing signals from the opposing team by banging on drums and doing some other stuff, like some other activities or whatever. And this was during the um, this was during the 2017 season, which obviously that was the year that they won their first World Series um, against the Dodgers that year. And all of a sudden now the cat's out the bag that, you know, there was proof that they were, you know, they were stealing signals. I mean, I, I think even um, some of the players that came out and was like, well, you know, we tried to, you know, get them to stop it, but, you know, the manager wouldn't come in and kind of put a halt to it. So even players came out and was like, yeah, this is what's going on. Um, a couple of the front office people came out and said, yeah, this is what's going on. So basically, Major League Baseball just said, yo, we're just going to throw the hammer down. We're going to suspend A.J. Hinch for one year. We're going to suspend the GM for one year. And then about an hour later, the owner of the Astros said, you know what? I- I'm just not going to deal with this. I'm just going to fire you both. Mm-hmm. So basically the Astros, basically they're breaking the Astros up and is what I'm basically trying to get at. And if you ask me, because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off you know, about losing to the Astros in the playoffs and all that. Um, I, I'm not shedding a tear for the Astros on this one. Break the team up. I mean, it's, 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 it's better It's better enough for me that we've got one of your best pitchers to come on our squad and give them some money. Now that you, you know, you lost your manager, you lost your general manager, and who knows what else is in the owner's head. He might be like, let's trade out Tube. Let's trade you know, some of their better players. This whole thing's broken up now. The Astros, in my eyes, are no more. Yeah. They're, they're no yeah, more. So, let me ask you, let me ask you to, uh, what you're saying, cause, um, it, because, it's not, because it's not so much that they were still in signals because teams do that or look to do that all the time. Yep. Apparently, there was technology, that video technology that was placed in the field in the field, yep. where they had where they had video reference of what players were doing hand signal wise, and then once so they could study this, and then when they saw it again, you know, i.e. in the uh, World Series and you know other games, you would have to assume um, that then they would start these, you know, the banging of the trash cans, things like that, because they had video intel right. on what other teams were going to do. That that that. Yep. 
Yeah, we was up, bro. We was up 3 yeah. 2 in that series. We was up 3-2 in that series. Going back going back to their place. It should have been it should have been the dream world series that me and you were hoping for mm-hmm. in, uh, in 2019 where the Yankees um, and the Nationals were in the world series. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're talking about this past season. I thought you was referring to 2017. And yeah, and and in 2018 and when they beat I think they beat the in 2018? No, uh, we got beat by the Red Sox, which who okay. by the way, Maestro, yeah. the Red Sox are being investigated for something similar, if not worse. Yeah, they already fired them. Oh, really? Yeah, the coach that came from uh, Houston, uh, they fired away. The Red Sox fired their manager? The guy, whoever the guy was that came from Houston to Boston. Alex Cora, they fired him? What? Yeah. Wow. Really? Uh-huh. Fired in, oh, okay, yeah, I see it. I see it. Wow. Wow. Yo. Yo. Yo, hold on a minute. I, I gotta I, I gotta I gotta do this, Maestro. I I know you can't hear this, but I, I, I gotta put the round of applause for this man. Ha <laughs> ha Uh you bums. Yeah. You bums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we the Right now, now we the favorites, man. We the favorites in the league, man. Let's go, man. Did you just hand us a trophy right now, man? Nah, uh, well, we tried that. Look what happened. <laughs> hey, we could try again. We could try again. Now I'm talking about with the Ravens. We tried to get y'all the crown. Y'all ain't won. Man, why are you going back to the Ravens, man? We we, we talking baseball right now, man. We talking we talk we talking Yankees, man. We talking. We talking Yankees, man. Yeah, you're right. We I I I got it two times. The Yankees got knocked out last year, and and the Ravens got knocked out. But this year, man, and we got Derek Cole, man. Come on, man. We 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 the prohibitive favorites, man. There's, there's no excuse this year, man. If if there's something to be if there's something to be pissed about, that'll probably steam. Well, that'll probably stand with me for. A whole offseason, it's probably going to be the Yankees if they get knocked out this coming season again. Well, I say, I, all I'm saying is, is I'm pretty sure they cheated. I'm pretty sure they cheated on us. Oh, I'm 100% confident that they cheated on us. I'm, 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 I'm 100% confident. And I tell you what, because I've already, I already said on the show um, a few weeks ago that the Red Sox were kind of you know, making some changes with their roster anyway. So the Red, the, the Yankees were making moves, getting better, while, you know, the other teams were kind of standing pat or making some changes. Now that we've got two powerhouse teams, managers fired? Mm-hmm. What? Oh, man. Man, should you give me the trophy, man. Hey, man. I, I should I should make the banner, man. I, I I should just make the banner. 2020 World Series champs, New York Yankees, man. Get it started. Hurry up, hurry up. Why the story still fresh, man? Yeah, yeah. Word up, man. Just, just just give us a trophy. Nobody nobody else in that league is rocking with us right now. Hey, man. No, nobody nobody else could touch the Yankees right now. We 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 should be 
we should be sweeping through the DS, through the CS, into the World Series. That's that's how it's going down, man. That's how I feel right now. That's how I feel right now. Just know I'm holding you to don't don't keep that same energy when it happens when it's time, man. Look, look, it, look. You ain't gotta worry about me not turning tables. If there's a if there's a situation where I'm gonna turn a table over, it's gonna be this situation because we just had two powerhouse. American League teams lose their managers within a week. Not even within a week, within days. Yeah. And now they're probably going to, you know, try to, you know, do something with their rosters or something like that. Now, did the did the Red Sox lose their GM also? No, I don't know about the GM. I know about the, the, the Cora guy. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I take that back. Um, The Red Sox fired the GM um, right after the season ended. Hmm. So they already made that change. So, yeah. come on, man. Come on, man. I'm, I'm about to make the banner, man. Yeah, man. 2020 World Series champs, man. New York Yankees, man. Let's get it. Hey, man. Hey, man. I, I hope you're right, bro. That's all I can say. Let, let, let's, 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 let's get it, man. Let's get it, man. And, and Mocha Bella in the chat telling me to slow down. I'm like, nah, I'm not slowing down. Nah, not after this. Not after this. Not after this. This is a celebration. <laughs> it's a celebration, bitches. Let's go. All right. Let's go, man. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, man. I'm not gonna. I gotta Go ahead. Man, I was sitting here, here getting my hair done. I'm sitting there, sitting on my chair, getting my hair done, whatever, whatever. Right. And. And I and you know I'm I'm talking to show I'm like man I'm about to cut this game off this some this some bullshit here <laughs> this, is, this is bullshit here like, this is crazy what's happening right now and I'm like man I'm telling you if something don't happen real soon uh-huh. I'm going to cut this game off and we about to be in here watching Netflix I'm trying to tell you uh-huh. and the second quarter came and get ready for a Titans Texans AFC title game <laughs> man. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, but it is what it is. It's a difference between a quarterback who can run and a quarterback who happens to run. It's a difference, man. So is, is this Mahomes? This is comparing Mahomes to Jackson? Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I figured that's where you're going. I, I, I do I do I do have a response to that, but I'll I'll let you I'll let you finish with it. Yep. Second in touchdowns? Yeah, throwing, throwing touchdowns. It was Lamar Jackson and him. And Mahomes? 
Um, I I, I disagree. I I, I disagree. I, I I disagree with that. Um. Uh. Well, Jameis. Jameis was Jameis was number two, I think. But you know, we had the thirty and thirty. The thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions. They were make. They were kind of making a big deal about that. That he was the first player to have thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions. What's that? Jameis Winston, this past season, yes. Are you shitting me? Bro, look it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I have not heard that all year. I have never heard that. Really? I have never heard that. Like, you, like, like, I feel like I'm less of a sports person, man. Like, I've never heard that. Oh, bro. Look, oh, bro. Uh, okay, so I'm pulling. Okay, so who's behind him? So it's got to be Mahomes behind him, then. Um, Russell Wilson. Um, let me, let me, let me pull this up real quick. Okay, Now number t- now let, let's I guess let's get the stat clear. He, somebody said number two in touchdown passes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Whoever told you that was incorrect. So okay. Lamar number one, thirty six touchdowns. Right. Number two, Jameis Winston, thirty three touchdowns, thirty interceptions. Wow. Yeah. And 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 you know just real quickly, he got. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I want to tell you how he got his 30th interception. Um. Well, that. Well, I. I uh. Well. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> why are you do? Why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you doing this? Nah. So this is this is how we got interception number 30. So it was them playing the Falcons week 17. The game went into overtime. The game went to overtime. Um, the Bucks get the ball. He throws a pick six. Game over. Thirtieth interception. Yeah. That's how we. That's how we got it. Look, look. Come on, I, I can't do this right now. I can't do this. Come right on, now. man. Come on, we got time, man. Let's let's do this, no, man. We don't get Come on, man. Hey, you, hey, you took us off tangent, man. You got something about this Jameis throwing thirty and thirty. <laughs> nah, I didn't know that, dog. That shit is crazy. Yeah. That shit is crazy, dog. Thirty interceptions to thirty touchdowns or thirty three touchdowns. Yeah. So he, so he's just as good as a touchdown thrower as he is a. Uh, uh, and, and let's be clear. Let me let, let, let me backtrack a little bit. Yep.
But you know they're going to keep him. And the reason they're going to keep him is because of the 33 touchdowns. So the 33 don't mean nothing. The the 30 interceptions? Yeah. Um the 30 interceptions does mean something. Um if I had to if I had to place a wager, I would guess that Jameis can at least cut that down to about 19 18 interceptions. Which still might not be good, but if he throws more touchdowns, then it's like, okay. Next year, he don't need to throw no more than seven, seven to ten t- uh, interceptions. I mean, Brett, Brett Favre, once upon a time, threw 20 interceptions uh, in multiple seasons. I believe that. You know, and we don't say it in, you know, we don't say that about Brett Favre, but that's the past. We don't want to, you know, go deep into that. Well, well, um... And then here's the other piece. How many bad seasons to good seasons has Brett Favre had in comparison to James Winston? That's that's true. That that's that's true. Look, I'm not looking that up, but that I'll take your word for it. Sure, yeah, but but come on, man, come on, man. That's not thirty interceptions. Look, twenty interceptions is a terrible season. Twenty interceptions is a terrible season. Thirty interceptions. Well, I, I, I. Has that even happened before? What thirty and thirty? No, thirty interceptions. Period in a season. Um, I that I don't know. All uh, the stat that they were saying that he was the first guy to throw thirty plus touchdowns, thirty plus interceptions. I bet you it's because the thirty interceptions never happened before. And that's what I'm saying. I that I'm saying that doesn't mean that nobody else has thrown thirty interceptions before. They could have thrown thirty interceptions and maybe twenty touchdowns. Man, I am willing to bet, and, I, and, I, and let me, I'm willing to bet that nobody has ever thrown thirty interceptions before, and I'm I'm open to being wrong. Let's be very clear on that. I'm willing to bet that nobody has ever, ever thrown thirty interceptions before. Nah, we'll, we'll we'll see, man. We'll see, I'm but. Sure I will correct me really fast if that's the case. We'll see. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is number eight in touchdown passes. Okay. Yes. What am I correcting? Was 26 touchdowns or was it less than that? Uh, no, it was 26 touchdowns. Okay. Um, okay. The, the people that got more. Wentz, Breeze, Garoppolo, Dak. Okay. 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 Well, all that to say. And, yeah. and, I, and like I said, I'll take being wrong. Yep. With Lamar Jackson's old, uh, MVP season, which he deserves. Niggas don't forget about Mahomes, dog. Niggas don't forget about Patrick Mahomes. This dude is still a beast. And when I say he's a beast, I mean he's a beast. And, um, look, uh, did the Texans 100% shoot themselves in the foot on several occasions? 100 per percent. 100%. This man was through four twenty, what four twenty six and five touchdowns Sunday. Was that was that his numbers? I want to say I want to say it was four twenty six and five touchdowns. Um, you gonna make me pull it up because I've been wrong. I've been wrong a lot today. But uh, um, I know for certain it was five touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, he he threw for five touchdowns. He 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 definitely did that. Um, three twenty. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't, because I don't want to get the number mixed up either. Uh, three hundred and twenty-one passing yards. Okay, 
53, 53 rushing yards, five touchdowns. Say that again. Okay. Okay, okay. Not, I'm not 100% on that, but okay. Yep. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Um, Mahomes, Mahomes, you know, did his thing on Sunday. Um, the stats show it. The touchdowns show it. That's just he's done it. He's done his thing all year. It's just been overshadowed because Lamar Jackson has been historically good. You, you, so wait, you said he's done this all year? He's been good all year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 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 Because I think we, and and I don't want to go off on a tangent too much on Mahomes per se, but when he threw the fifty touchdowns last year, I remember us coming on and kind of thinking this could get t- you know cut to about maybe thirty thirty five touchdowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Right, right. And so he ended up with 26. And keep in mind, he missed two games. Yeah. And that could easily be 10 touchdowns missing off of that. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be so jealous. I mean, I would, I would say he would be over 30. If, uh, he'd be over 30 touchdowns if uh, had he not been into those two games. Right. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. I think. I think and, it, and I'll add to that is that even when he came back, he wasn't 100% when he came back. Right. He might have been a little, you know. response to everything that you said and I don't want this to get lost in translation or you know out of context or anything like that but um, just to kind of break down what my experience was watching this football game so I was at my uncle's I I think I said this three times already on the show already but Sunday I was at my uncle's house what's up yeah, yeah. So at his house Sunday, um, the game came on. So me and him, we were watching the first quarter where basically the Texans got out to that big lead. I think it was um, 21 nothing. And then um, when we got in the truck to go home, they had just kicked that field goal to go up 24 nothing, Bruh, from the time we were in the car to when we got to the house – was when, you know, they came back, uh, the Chiefs came back, you know, 28, you know, unanswered points there, and they actually had the lead at halftime. Um, let's, let's be clear about something. Um, what I take away from that football game is the fact that the special teams basically changed the direction of this football game. I mean, you can. I mean, and you can. And you can argue it on both sides. I mean, with the Texans, they had the block punt for the touchdown. Um, they also had a. Um, I guess Tyreek had a muff punt, and that led to some points for the Texans. But on the on the Chiefs side of things, though, right? So you had a 58 yard kickoff return that set Mahomes up at the 30 or somewhere around there. You also had. Um, 
the dumbness of Bill O'Brien to go for a fake punt inside his own 30. Um, the Chiefs special teams recovered that. Um, you know, they got that stop on fourth down, which set up Mahomes inside the 30. And then you had the fumble on the kickoff for the Texans, which set up the Chiefs inside the 10. Yeah. So, and again, I want to I want to be clear about something. I'm I'm not throwing shade at Patrick Mahomes. Um, I acknowledge that his I mean he did his thing in this football game. Um, you know, even even into the third quarter, man. I mean, it, these were seven straight drives of touchdowns. So it I mean it extends beyond you know where they were set up in the field position game. It it, ex, it extends beyond that. Um, bruh. I, I, I can't front, man. I, I was so jealous that Patrick Mahomes was gifted 30 yards of field position twice and 10 yards uh, uh, another time. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, damn, like if Lamar Jackson was gifted 30 yards twice and, a, and, and another 10 yards on another drive, damn, would, would this game be so different, meaning – I'm talking about the Ravens and Titans games being different, you know, and all that. Um, I, I, I say that all to say that I didn't have to watch this game to realize that I forgot about Patrick Mahomes. I didn't have to watch this game to realize that Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I knew that going into watching these two football games over the weekend. I didn't. So, so the fact that people in the media were sort of making this narrative that you know there's a difference between a guy that can run and a guy that you know can't run at times, or however they you know kind of phrased it, I, I, I thought it was a little bit. Um, I thought it was a little bit overstated, just because of the game and the way the game kind of played itself out. I mean, again, when I think when I when I watch this football game and I you know walk away from it, I, I just think about the special teams basically getting them back into this football game, and 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 even when the Texans were up twenty four nothing, my thought process was okay, how how are the Chiefs going to get back in this football game? Um, what plays are the defense going to have to make to you know kind of change the momentum? What what plays were the special teams going to have to make to, you know, allow this team to come back? Now, it happened so much quicker than I expected it to because, I mean, even with them 24 down, I, I didn't think that the Chiefs were out of the football game entirely. I was like, oh, I got to watch this. I, I got to see what's going to happen. I mean, unlike you, you, you wanted to cut the thing off. I was just like, yo, how are they going to make this comeback? You, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and by the way, Bill O'Brien needs to get fired. Fired? Yeah. Yeah. Man. On everything I love, man, Bill O'Brien needs to get fired, man. Okay. I, I can't say I, I can't say I, I can't say I agree or disagree. I, I mean, obviously the conversation has been being had about whether he should be fired or not. I mean, they, I can't say they said that. Oh, man. Here's where here's where I'll defend Bill O'Brien on Sunday. Here here's where I'll defend him. 
Um, because I, I I think a lot of people, as I I heard somebody on radio say that when they got stopped on third down, when they were tw- when they were up twenty one nothing and about to go and when, and they were about to go up twenty eight nothing. Um, I heard people say that Bill O'Brien should have gone for it on fourth and short and basically try to put the knife into the tech into the cheats. Um, I me personally. I would have been okay with either decision, whether it was they were going to go for it on fourth down or just kick the field goal. I just hate the fact that they were indecisive about it. Because if you notice, um, they were trying to get the play call in, and then they had to call a timeout to figure out what they were trying to do. Right. And he said said in the postgame that he didn't have a good play in mind, which is is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. um, Yeah. um, But my thing was, why not take the point? You was, you know, you was in close range for the field goal. Now, like, it wasn't like a 40, 50 yard field goal. We were talking about a, 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 a pretty makeable field goal. Yep. Um, I, I thought it was an easy conversation to take the point and, and, yep. and play defense when you got a 24 point cushion. Yep. Yep. So, um, so I, I wasn't mad at that. Um, I wouldn't even, I mean, if I'm being honest, I wouldn't even have played the. Um, you know, maybe we should go for a game because yep. while, I, while I understand that, you know, the points came easy, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like Houston was dominating the game. They Like, when you really break it down, yep. it was, you know, it was which wide you played. Well, yeah, know. well, I talked about the special teams on, on the Texans yeah, where they got the block punt and then they um they got the muff punt from Tyreek Hill. The, the, the way the Carter cat uh, who muffed the so it's like, yep. alright, okay, so, I mean, but nonetheless, you do have the lead. Right. Like with me, you know, like, um, you you have, you should have, if, you, if the offense is what your offense says it is, um, you should have another opportunity to score a touchdown, but take the points while you're here, yep. and you already got a 21-point lead. So I'm not necessarily, I was, I was okay with that. I was okay with it, too. Yeah, I was 100% okay with that. Um, I wasn't okay with the with the fake punt in in your Oh man! Oh man! Um, that was just yeah. that was just the dumbest thing you could have done. Yeah, yeah, that that wasn't okay. That was, was that okay. changed the game. That was the play that changed the momentum. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um, so it's like it's like you know. Um, do you get the sense? I got a question for you. Do, do you get the sense that? Bill O'Brien panicked when they, you know, when the Chiefs scored their first touchdown? Um, I'm going to say no, but I'll, but I'll, but I'll, I'll admit that I, I wasn't super intense, you know, super attentive to the game. Right. I was watching it, but, um, you know, I was getting my head, I was, you know, I was having conversations and, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, right. So I, 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 I'll, admit that I wasn't necessarily on the post of what was happening, even though I was watching the game. Right. So, but, so because of that, I'll say no. But what I will say is, um, look, they scored uh, seven points the rest of that game. Meanwhile, the, uh, the, the Chiefs scored 51. Yep. And, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know who to. I, I, I don't know who to blame. Uh, I know what a momentum was on. Yeah, the coach. And, um, <laughs> and, 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 and
Um, but I'll say all that to say, um, I see if you find a Bill O'Brien getting back to your point. Yep. Um, what like what happens like that? Because because can we concisely say that he's the problem, or can we just say oh, all be firing him because of what happened here today or here Sunday? Um, I think if you fire him, I think it's a multitude of things. Um, if you go back a week prior to the Buffalo game, that team was not ready to play. I mean, Buffalo went up 16-0 and pretty much was shut out the first half. And Deshaun Watson had to bounce off of two Buffalo Bills just to make something happen to pull that game out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say Bill O'Brien did something tactical to find a way to, you know, win that football game. Um, if you go back to years prior where they were in the playoffs and, you know, they just fell short, I think it's, I think it's a multitude of things that, you know, combined with what just recently happened to kind of justify, um, Bill O'Brien, you know, to lose his job. Hey, and I tell you what, just to add another thorn in the side of, uh, Bill O'Brien. Yep. Now, granted, I think they sat the starters because they had everything locked up. I don't care. Derrick Henry ran a shot over y'all. Yeah, but did the Texans need the game, though? Uh, I don't care. I'm still... I mean, what was they supposed to do? I mean, well, I guess... I, I guess... I guess you could say... I guess you could say it's your division rival. Maybe you want to keep them out of the playoffs. So I kind of maybe get that line of thinking. No, I can never defend... Uh, being ran over 180 yards. Yeah, I mean they. Uh, yeah, I mean they had second string guys out there, man. I mean. I don't care. 180 yards. 180 yards. Sure, but a second. 180 yards, bro. Uh, look, it's second string guys out there. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill the Texans for putting their practice squad guys out there against a fully loaded, you know, a first string Titans team. And I understand that logic. 180 yards is too much for me. Bring it down to about 140. Sure, sure. Um, just kind of getting back to the point about um about Bill O'Brien possibly being panicky once they scored that touchdown. I think the thing that most people are forgetting is is that the Texans beat these same Chiefs back in Week Six. Um. And it's funny because NFL Network was actually replaying that game a couple of days prior to the weekend. And I forgot how that game went. I mean, the Chiefs went up like 14 nothing in that game. And then, you know, the Texans, you know, came back. They ran the football. They were able to, you know, you know, get themselves back in the game, take the lead. And they won the game, I think, 31 to 14. So my problem with, Bill O'Brien possibly panicking or even the fact or the idea that Bill O'Brien panicked was that you beat the same football team weeks ago. And and it's not like things drastically changed. I mean, when you played Mahomes, Mahomes hadn't got hurt yet. Um, Tyreek Hill came back from that injury from a few weeks prior. So it's not like this team had, you know, changed all that much. So for him to say, 
oh, I panicked or, you know, we knew that, you know, they were going to score this amount of points. And the fact that maybe I didn't trust my defense, bro, you beat this team already. Like, why, like, why would you even think that, you know, why would you even have that thought process? Well, I, I guess it's my point. I don't know what secondary player. I wanna, I wanna say it was Lonnie Johnson who they were referring to all the all game. Yep. Who they said um, he was gonna have to play Kelsey one on one because they were dubbing Tyreek Hill. Right. And, um, and then Kelsey and then Lonnie Johnson got injured, but then came back or something of that nature, and, and Kelsey just shat on him the entire game. <laughs> oh wow. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, let's be clear. Travis Kelsey shitted on that dude the entire game, and whoever else they tried to carry. It got to the point where they uh, where they ended up doubling him and Tyreek Hill um, to try to slow you know to slow the bleeding down. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And that's it. it, it look, I, so this is what I'm saying. Um. Well. You know, let's be clear. I know that Tyreek Hill is a speedster and a high flyer and all that. Yep. Um, I, I I don't I don't see why they doubled him to start the game. They they just doubled him. They like and obviously it worked. Didn't he didn't really have any uh, offensive impact in the game. Right. Um. But but then at the same time, then you let Kelsey go off. And, and then Damian Williams uh, went on John like Yeah, and I think Sammy Watkins caught a couple catches like with like ten got with like ten yards of space. You know what I'm saying? Texans aren't very good at covering tight ends, and they haven't been, and they haven't been all season long. And on that Travis Kelsey, he's one of the better tight ends in the league. Yeah, yeah. If anything, you double that guy and take your chances with uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Crazy, crazy man. Yeah, I made this point, and then we can move to the next games. Um. I, I, I made this point on, I think on Twitter or somewhere else, that if Bill O'Brien, you know, was let go, they should go ahead and try to get Eric Bieniemy to be the head coach of the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be a good fit. Now, do we not know what Bieniemy is as a head coach? No, we don't. But obviously the opportunity will be there. Um, and we can, we can stop having this discussion about, um, black coaches not, you know, getting hired this off season. So. Which is a valid conversation, I feel like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the, the, the nigga in Carolina, the nigga in, uh, freaking, uh, New, New York, and then, uh, this, this, um, 
this third cat. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on this third. Oh, third. Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, the OC yeah. for the Vikings, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Smell, like, a, smells of smells of racial nepotism. Oh, of course, of course, man. Um, I don't, I didn't even know who the guy was. I didn't even know he was. I didn't even know he was the Vikings OC. Let me put it like that. Neither did I. And, and, and even more than and, and more than that, not to shit on the Vikings as that you know, but I mean, we we could have got some better OCs over there. <laughs> Right. We could have got some better OCs in Cleveland than him. Yeah. Because you know what this is, right? This is basically another Freddie Kitchens type of hire. Yeah. Whereas you don't know if this guy's going to be able to deal with Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and how to, you know, deal with the talent and the, the, the egos and the personalities and things like that. We don't know about this guy. It's basically another Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, speaking of Vikings, man, um, RC's got a couple of comments here in the chat. They're real short here. He says, Fran Tarkenton threw more than 30 picks in a season, and so did Vinny Testaverde, and also George Blanda threw for over 30 picks twice. So what, what are the names again? Uh, Fran Tarkenton, who was, okay. a, for, who was a former uh, Viking. Um, and, 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 um, and the uh, Hall of Famer, right? Uh, Frank Tarkenton, um, is he, I don't, I don't think he's in. Well, he's some shit, go ahead. I don't think he is, but, um, Vinny Testaverde. He's some shit. And George Blanda. He's some shit. And I know for certain that those last two guys aren't in the Hall of Fame, so. Yeah, all three of them some shit. Yeah, the, the, the 30 is the threshold, right? Like, that. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's get, no, no, no. Let me backtrack. No, twenty's the threshold. Thirty's on a whole other level. Oh, okay. Because if if twenty's the threshold, then we could point we could point the guys like Dan Fouts, um, yeah. Dan Marino, yeah. John Elway. Mm-hmm. We could point to those guys too, because they've thrown over twenty picks in the season before. What's that? Yeah. Those cats got twenty interceptions in the end. Oh, you mean the people I just named? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Check it out whenever you get a chance. Yeah, they shit that year. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I was gonna say good, good idea in covering yourself that year. <laughs> no, I do this. They <laughs> 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 shit that year. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, and, and and here's RC again in the chat. He says Kenny Stabler did it, and he's a Hall of Famer too. Yeah, he can shit. That whatever that year he threw thirty. <laughs> oh man, so so the Vikings, man. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I I I really don't have much for this game, only because we were getting prepared to go to the Ravens game that day, so I missed. I'm Yeah, yeah, so much for that pick, right? Yeah, and when they shut that run, and when we saw that that running game was going to pretty much be shut down, yep. it was like, oh, all right. Yep. All right. It's going to okay. be a long like, day, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, it, it, was, it, was, it was shown early that this, was, this wasn't going to be the Vikings day. Right. I think, I, think the, 
I think the biggest surprise to me, though, was how much Tevin Coleman really got off on the Vikings' defense. Because um, the Vikings' defense, I mean, I mean, they're pretty stout up front. Like, I don't recall many games where they've been gashed in the run game throughout the season. Um, well, the two touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken, were short yard touchdowns. Okay. Um, um, if I'm not mistaken. And right. Then the, uh, and then I think he might have had a big run. Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's, and, I, and I don't want to say it's like I'm taking something from him because uh, 105 and two touchdowns anywhere is a good game. And I think it was, only, it was off 22 carry. Right. So it's not true. He was at the, you know, I mean, without knowing being a mathematician, I'm confident that he was at, he was over four yards to carry. Right. So, you know, you know, he had a game. He had a good game. I wouldn't say he had a, a get-off game. And he ran the ball a lot, too, right? Yeah. Well, he was I mean, not him. I mean, the, I mean the team overall, I, I would say. They ran the ball a lot, right? Um, I, I would say nothing more than what they normally do. Okay. I mean, and I don't have that, but I wouldn't say it was, like, something crazy from what they normally do, no. Right, right. Which which still means they dictated the game and the pace and all yeah, that. Oh, so. yeah. No, it would just be very clear. Um, Stephon Diggs caught his touchdown, yep. and even that, and even that seemed like like it was a great catch, and even that seemed like oh, alright, yeah, you got one on me. But it didn't seem like the Vikings ever had control of this game, right? Ever. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It, it looked like San Fran, man. I, you know, I told you last week I, I I didn't believe that they would make the Super Bowl, and really, quite frankly, I didn't want them in the Super Bowl. To you know, to be man. quite honest with you. Are you are you are you ready to concede that they're going to the bowl? Uh, no, because I'm ready to concede that it's going to be Packers and Chiefs, and quite and quite frankly, that was my pick probably around week five, week six, something like that before uh, before the Ravens really started to take off. Yeah, that that was my Super Bowl pick, Packers and Chiefs. Yeah. So. I um yeah I yeah I. I still had the Packers going to the bowl. I don't think I don't think San Fran going to beat Aaron Rodgers. Um, um, Not a second time, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Aaron Rodgers going to go for it this time. Yep. Um, and and I just want to see. Look, I don't want to see Tannehill in the Super Bowl. Let me just get that. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I don't want to see Ryan Tannehill. I mean. Would I love to see Derrick Henry run for 200 yards in a Super Bowl? Yes, but not at the expense of Tannehill being there. Well, you know this whole narrative, um, if the Titans make the Super Bowl, then Tannehill's going to be playing in the place where he started his career. Yeah, I don't care about any of that. No, I don't, I don't care about it either, but I'm just saying that that's what they're talking about out there. Yeah, yeah, so. But, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to see the Titans in the Super Bowl. Um, no. I mean, like you said, Derrick Henry being in the Super Bowl and balling out, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I wouldn't mind seeing that. But but that's it. That's where it stops. Yep, yep. And and, and I tell you what, man, um, the Chiefs are going to have a tough time trying to stop this guy. Of course they are. Of course they are. He's probably going to run for 200 yards against the Chiefs. Yeah. The difference, I feel like, is that they're gonna be. They, he better be able to score forty with that. Um. Well, it de- it depends on if the game goes the way the Texans Chiefs game goes. If special teams does what it did against the Texans, 
then yes, I could I could see them happening to try to score forty because they've turned the ball over and they've given Mahomes you know thirty yards to go three times. Like yeah, like I could definitely see that. But I don't, I don't, my point is, I don't see Mahomes and, and, and this is not the shit on the Titans, uh, the Titans defense. Because I do think they're a good defense. Yep. I don't think I don't think they want this problem with Patrick Mahomes in that offense. Well, and and I think the way for them to not want them problems is to run Derrick Henry as much as they've been running them. And what I'm saying is they better score. Oh, of course, yeah. I don't think my point is I don't think 28 points is going to be enough. Um, I ideally no. Um, and and let's be clear, the Chiefs have been beaten. You know. Scoring twenty four points, they they've been beaten, you know, a few times in the regular season. So, um, yeah, I I just think it depends on how um it de- it's going to depend on how the Titans manage the football game if they can dictate time of possession and like you said they got to score touchdowns they can't kick field goals um they and they can't and they can't turn the ball over. And they, and their special teams, they they gotta be on it. They gotta be on it on Sunday. They they can't they can't turn it over. So do you do you realistically? And I'm I'm talking about Sunday Sunday. Yep. Do you realistically see the Titans beating the Chiefs scoring less than thirty points? Um. Yes. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Okay. I I I can I can see that. I I, I real I realistically can see that. Even despite what we just saw a couple of days ago, despite the fact that, you know, Mahomes is an animal and he could put up points, you know, within five seconds. Um, if, if the Titans and let me be let me be clear about something, too. Um, not that this is, you know, a, a real hot topic of comparison, but I'm I'm pretty comfortable in saying that Mike Vrabel is a better coach than Bill O'Brien. I, I think I'm very comfortable in saying that. Um, okay. He, 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 Mike Vrabel, I haven't seen him really mess anything up with the Titans. And not that I've watched a lot of Titans games, but. I mean, you're talking about two nine and seven seasons. I mean, and let's be clear. Sure. And let's be clear. They do play. They are. Those are interdivision rivals. So it's like, um, I, I'm confident. I am confident in saying that. Uh, without knowing for a fact that the Texans probably have the better record than the Titans in that matchup in two years. Right. I think the Texans have a better roster than the Titans do. And I think that and I think that's the difference. That's true too. Yeah. I, I think just you know, so just because Bill O'Brien's team has a better record doesn't necessarily mean that he's a better coach than No, 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 yeah. I, you I, know. I, I, I don't even have I don't know if I agree or disagree. Just because Brable's you know, I, I don't have enough to go on with Rabel. Right, right. Yeah, I, I just don't think Rabel has enough, like, like star power, per se. It's really, it's Derrick Henry and that's it. With a couple, you know, with some guys that, you know, play solid. You know, Byard is a, I think Byard's a really good safety. Um, I think that kid, A.J. Brown, the rookie, I think that guy is, um, you know, pretty good. We'll see what he does, you know, in the future. Um, I think they got some pretty good guys all around, but it's it's from, Yep, yep. It, who's that? That's the linebacker, right? Number fifty four? Oh, okay. Okay. Kenny I mean Kenny I wouldn't call Kenny Carr a beast, but he's a 
Solid. Solid. For certain. Yeah. For, for certain. For certain. And um, RC's got something in the chat. He says, Tennessee just can't fall behind early versus the Chiefs or Surratt. I, I agree with that 100%. Well, I tell you what, if there's a team that can put them behind early, <laughs> it's Sadie Mahomes and them Chiefs. Word up, word up, man. And, 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 you can count, you can count certain for certain so i guess it's safe to say we both got the chiefs yep and we both got the packers right yep yep okay no doubt no doubt hey um you, you got anything you want to see hawks and packers um that game i did not watch oh okay um i was, I was um because you know i just got back i just got back from south carolina this morning oh snap and, uh, yeah okay Sunday night. Yeah, so I didn't get to watch that game. Oh, okay, um, okay. Uh, well, let me put it like this. Um, I had the game on the TV, but it was more so watching us, per se, and not that we were sleeping or anything. We were just kind of just doing stuff around the house or whatever. But what I did notice in the second half was that the Seahawks, as you know, they normally do with Russell Wilson, um, they make this comeback. You know what I'm saying? Russell Wilson finds a way, you know, to try to get it done. And when that score was 28-23 and the Packers couldn't convert that fourth down and the Seahawks got the ball back, in my mind, I'm like, yo, Russell Wilson's going to win this football game. Yeah. And then um, he took the sack on, I think, the second down, um, couldn't convert that third and long, and then they decided to punt with like two and a half minutes left in the game. And and I and I'll be honest with you, um I know Pete Carroll's been getting a lot of heat for that, but I think he made the right call because three timeouts, you got the two minute warning, and it's two and a half minutes left in the game. And you know, Seattle's defense is okay. I mean I wouldn't say, you know, they're elite like they were, you know, years past, but I I think they you know, in my mind I think they can get off the field, you know, in in, in, in in three plays. Yeah. That man, Aaron Rodgers, man, he had a couple of third down. I mean, it was third and eight, third and nine. He hit, um, he hit Devontae Adams over to the right down the field to convert that first down. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like, like this man is not playing. Like, like it's no joke. Like this man wants to get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, I am not giving this ball back to Russell Wilson. So, here, yeah, let's play this game. Let's play this game three three weeks in advance. Yep. Because we both think the Chiefs are winning, and we both think the Packers are winning. Yep. My home versus Rodgers, who you got? Uh, you said you got the Chiefs? Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's Well, let's play this game then. I'm going to go different than you because I know in my heart, I know... I know in my head that the Chiefs will probably win that matchup, but I'm I'm I, I'm rooting for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I I I'm mad at that. I'm I, yeah I'm I'm rooting for Aaron Rodgers, man, because you know as I said last week, he's basically sort of been like the veteran of the final eight teams. You know in terms of the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like 
he, he's got this whole thing to himself where it's like, yo, time's running out. I'm 36 years old. I, I, I got to get this thing, like, now. Because yeah. if I don't get it now, then the Mahomes is going to get it. Lamar's going to get it. Deshaun's going to get it. You know, I, I, I got to get it now. So. Yeah, I think, I think, I think if everything pans out, I think this is going to be the official this Super Bowl with the Chiefs beat the Packers is going to be the official casting of the torch. The, the old niggas no longer have this, are going to no longer have this throne. Right. When Mahomes shows up everybody in the Super Bowl. And, and two things to that, in addition. Um, we would we would finally get the matchup that we wanted to see earlier in the season because remember it was Matt Moore at quarterback when they played the Chiefs, right? And everybody was so right. bummed out that they couldn't get the you know quarterback matchup. So right. we would get that finally. Um, number two, I wouldn't mind the Chiefs winning the you know Super Bowl. I would be happy more so for Andy Reid. Um, than Mahomes per se, I'd still be happy for Mahomes, but I would be more so for Andy Reid because he would finally get that monkey off his back. Right, right. I'm with you. So I'm with you. So yeah, man. Um, if you ain't got nothing else, man, I'm, I'm about to head downstairs and uh, call it a night, man. Not a damn thing. I just had to pee for like thirty minutes. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, man, so um, so everybody, uh, we appreciate y'all. Shout out to RC, shout out to Mocha, shout out to Fame and Prospect up in the chat. Um, just a reminder, folks, so you can catch this episode on our website at barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Um, also, follow us on social media on the Twitter account at barbershopspor2. Also, you can find us on Instagram at barbershopsportstalkpodcast. And you can find us on the Facebook page as well. We also are on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you got any questions or comments about the show, man, just hit us up. Uh, the email is at um, it's barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. So, um, Maestro Styles and Trey Frazier, we're signing off. Uh, we're going to be back next week wrapping up the title games and getting ready for the Super Bowl, man. So, um, yes, if you got nothing else, man, uh, we out of here. Alright. Alright, man. Hey. Peace. about mcdonald's all day can't get it off my mind i can already taste it Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some mickey d's deal there's a deal for every moment at mcdonald's right now get two of your favorites for just 350 mix and match a classic mcchicken a hot and spicy mcchicken or a juicy mcdouble price and participation may vary cannot be combined with combo meal single item at regular price Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. 
There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 